Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. So we are in our second week of our brief summer mission series uh, called Right Here, Right Now, uh, Our Church on God's Mission. And last week uh, we highlighted some of the ministry that's taking place in partnership with our churches uh, in western Alaska. Uh, This morning we're going to focus a little bit closer here to home. We're going to talk about... uh, the mission, or a particular ministry that literally is right on our our doorsteps. And I'm excited uh, about this morning for you to hear about that. But we're going to begin, if you have your Bibles or your electronic device, right? Open them up uh, to Matthew chapter 9. And our passage this morning comes from verses 35 uh, through 38. Uh, And it says that Jesus went through all the towns and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful But the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. May God add blessing to the hearing of his word this morning. Amen. Amen. So, Pastor Ben, come on over here. Grab a seat. Welcome home, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. It's good to see all of you again. Some of you I know and some of you I don't, but I guess we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. That's right. Now, how many years ago was it that uh, C3 was was planted? So C3, I think, got it started in 2012, officially. Okay. Um, As people recall, I didn't go over initially. My family didn't go over initially, but about a year into the process, we we moved over there. Okay. So I've been there since about... Uh, 2013. Okay, and Pastor Dan Krause, many of you remember Pastor Dan. Uh, he was the, the founding pastor, if you will, or the mm-hmm. pastor that uh, helped the church get started. Right. Uh, but then as the years went by, Dan sensed a, a call uh, to another ministry, and uh, something happened that dramatically changed your life. You want to share a little bit about that? Sure. I think prior to Dan leaving, I, I always knew that when I came to Christ, I was never going to retire. I was just going to redeploy. But I really got a sense about three years ago that, okay, now, Ben, you're just being disobedient. So I started making plans to exit the workplace and naively thought I was going to be a consultant and help more at church, right? So I told Pastor Dan that, and he went, ah, you may want to rethink that because I'll be leaving and you should do this. Um, so, yeah. That started a, a, a little bit of a journey there, but it just seemed like God connected the dots very quickly. And so I've been the lead pastor at Chugach Covenant Church for 
just under two years now. Okay. Uh, I know for myself, one of the things that I've enjoyed over the past few years is just walking alongside you, Ben, and, and watching um, you discern uh, God stirring in your heart. Ultimately, that led to answering the call to, to be the lead pastor there at the church. And I think about that um, way back when, uh, when our church planted uh, C3, um, we had a, a kind of an idea what it might look like. Right. Um, you know, it began in the uh, junior high school there. At, at, is, no, at the theater, Totem yeah, Theater, in yeah, fact. Boys and Girls Club, then boys the theater. And girl, yeah, then the theater, then, then uh, junior high. Then the junior high. Yep. Uh, and a couple of years ago, something pretty uh, significant happened. There was a, a kind of a change or a, just a, a different understanding or vision of what God was calling the congregation there to do. You want to share about that? Sure. I think, you know, when, when, when Dan left, we were kind of at an existential threat. We had shrunk down and we're fairly small. And so it was really a question of, are we still a church or not? And we'd always said we had a heart for East Anchorage, but I'll be quite frank, other than meeting at some location in East Anchorage for an hour and a half on Sunday, what was the call? Um, and through a series of circumstances, we got over to Muldoon Elementary School and established a relationship there with the principal that just is amazing. We, we, are, we can be in the school anytime. We are there several times a week. And uh, it became our mission field. And God stirred our heart, my heart, in ways I never would have dreamed for that neighborhood. So we, well, now we say our mission, kind of like yours, is to love Christ, love our church, and love our community. Okay. That's why we exist, and we live into that love our community piece pretty hard. So, yeah, that became our new home, Muldoon Elementary School. Between 10 months in the school, two months in the park across the street, we are in the mission field every day. It, I almost feel more like one of those guys who writes a letter from Africa saying, here's who I touched this week, and pray for them because they're thinking of coming to church, and, and you just kind of wait for the fruit. But that's exactly the life we seem to now have. It's just right there in amongst the nations of the world in, in Muldoon, if you've seen it. It's yeah. just amazing. Now, Ben's not going to tell you this, but I'm going to ask him to share a little bit. Uh -oh. um, the work that uh, C3 has done uh, in the elementary school, uh, the relationship that they have, uh, Ben's relationship with the administration there, uh, has opened the doors for a, truly a community partnership. Uh, and as a result of that partnership, uh, C3 was recognized with something very special. You want to share with the congregation about that? Sure. So we, we signed a formal church business partnership arrangement with uh, the school when we moved in because their PTA was defunct. We became their PTA for a while. And initially they had just a couple of asks, like food for people on Sundays and a movie night that they used to have that couldn't put on anymore because the teachers are just worn out after their week. So we did that, but as time went on, they asked us to do more and more and more, chaperoning, helping set up for events, um, coming to the school during times of challenge and whatever else, coming back to school, leaving school, celebrating all those things. But there are 615-ish partnerships between schools and businesses in Anchorage with some big outfits a few big churches, but little old C3 won the church, the Partner of the Year award out of yeah, all of those. So. Pretty good. 
Yeah, Partner of the Year. Uh, by showing up, being uh, available, uh, by connecting with administration, faculty, right. with students and their families. I, li I like to call that um, human Velcro. There right? you go. Yeah, yeah relationships that just stick together and how important they are. And in the context of that, um, the light of Christ being made visible. Uh, people seeing the difference that Christ makes in your life and the lives of those who attend your church. Uh, and that fostered even deeper relationship to the point where uh, God gave you and your congregation, your leadership team, a vision to do something um, that has really changed the dynamic of how you do ministry. You want to share about, about that? Sure. I think, um, you know, I know you went through here um, evangelism without the, the uh, without additives. Add, additives here some time ago. But what I've really, I think, come to the point of understanding is I, I don't consider myself an evangelist. I'm not a bullhorn, sandwich board kind of person at all. Um, and our church is a beloved group of introverts for the most part, besides my son-in-law and myself. Um, and my grandson, obviously, if you've seen him run around. But really, it was just exactly what you talked about. It was being present in community. We bought a house in the neighborhood. That's, the, that's our facility. So... so, so. You, you, you wanted to be involved in the neighborhood right? Uh, and just kind of walk where Jesus was already doing stuff. Exactly. And, and so you wanted a front porch. Yes, a place to be view. available, exactly. Right. So we, we basically bought this house, renovated it, turned it into a ministry center. And I'll be quite honest, we could have it open every day. And if I go there now, the doorbell rings. Wow. And kids want to come in to play or want me to come out to play. It's just a beautiful thing, but that really is what we feel. We feel the church, is, the school is our mission field, so we don't want to build a building, but we needed an address, a place they could find us during the week. So we stepped out in faith, bought a house, renovated it, turned it into a place where youth can meet, where we can do the after-school ministry, where we can hold meetings, Bible studies, counseling, um, and just a safe place. Um, so it's been a beautiful journey in that respect. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think what we try to do is just, I mean, I'm much more of the first Peter 3 kind of guy. Ask, you know, dare people, by the way, we love them, to get them to ask the reason why we do this. And what I have my rule of six. Did you want me to talk about my yeah, rule of six? Yeah, the rule of six. Rule of six. I, I would love to have the Jesus conversation the first time and just get it over with, check the box, and say it's done. Although I, that's kind of intimidating. But what I have found is it takes me about six touches on average before I get to have the Jesus conversation. And then I really get to have the Jesus conversation because they ask me, why are you doing this? Aren't you a pastor? Where does your church meet? Why are you here? Um, and it's, it's just been amazing the fruit that's come from just being accessible, caring about people, asking questions, being curious about them. And expecting God to move. As you said, he's already moving. We're just joining him. We're just along for the ride. And sometimes he lets us plant a seed. Sometimes we weed a little bit. Sometimes we water a little bit. And occasionally we get to reap a little harvest. There you go. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, I've, I've been over there uh, a few times. And at various times for various ministry activities. And uh, the house is strategically located in the community, close to the school, but right across the street... Uh, from a neighborhood park. 
and uh, there are all kinds of activities that have been going on during the summer there. You want to share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, we came out of the, the uh, year kind of transitioning from the school to the park, but we partner with a, a group called GraceWorks, um, who sends up missionary churches for a week at a time to do park ministry, just to befriend kids, to play with them, to teach Bible stories. It's a VBS light sort of thing, feed them as well and then throw a park party once a week at night. And so they tell us we are their model, model church partner because they're only going to be here for two months, then they leave, and where are these folks going to go? So we come alongside in the day, and just between myself and Pastor Sarah, or our intern, we're, we're there, and a few other people maybe, but on Thursday night we throw the big party, and we typically have 10 to 30 people from C3 show up for that as well. And um, it's really just make relationships. And it's mostly with elementary schoolers, a little bit older, but we have now seen a number of elementary schoolers with or without caregivers come to church on Sunday. Um, and we started youth group, and so first week was 13, last week was 18. And these were non-churched kids. They're mm-hmm. basically not coming to C3 at all, and we're mm-hmm. reaching out to them. So we're seeing that. We've seen rededications. We've seen dedications. We've seen baptisms. And all that stuff, what we wanted before but never saw, but it came out of just patiently loving our neighbors and waiting for God to move their hearts. Now, you have the distinction of being a church that has more children on, on Sunday uh, than adults sitting in, in, in the seats. Almost. Almost, yeah. right? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting 20, there. 25, 30% kids. And I'd say the other piece of it is the diversity is huge. We used to be a commuter church. Um, who met in East Anchorage, and we didn't look much like our neighborhood, but now probably on the order of a third or a half on a given Sunday is more of the demographic of our neighborhood. Okay, and so on Sunday mornings with uh, a third uh, of your attendance being children, how are you managing that? What, what's happening there? It's in God's hands is all I can say. Because, <laughs> um, so at any rate, back to the verse. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So we are stretched. We have a very small core group of healthy ability to serve individuals. And just as we brought on our next generation, Pastor Sarah, then our youth leader, our kids leader, actually decided to relocate to the Philippines. I think God did that. But nonetheless, so we're struggling. We, we have 16 to 20 kids in elementary school every Sunday, which needs a leader and a helper. And frankly, we need to split that class into age groups, but that takes a good four workers every week. And frankly, right now, we just don't have them. So I keep on asking God to send laborers. He occasionally sends a partner or a yeah. helper. But right now, I'd, I'd say, quite honest, we, we don't want to fumble the ball that God's given us. Right. So we're pressing into that and pressing hard into prayer of how are we going to do this, Lord? Yeah. Uh, because in and of ourselves, we can't. I'll just say that. We cannot. That's the same thing during the school year. We could be open at the ministry center every day, but it takes people to do that. Yeah, what an opportunity. Now, could you, could you share a little bit with the congregation? Some of you know, but probably not all of you, that we are partners in this work. Yep. Uh, and actually, you know what? I don't have to use that word partnership. We're family. We're family. That's we're, right. Right? Um, we are connected. Yes. Uh, our church and C3, uh, again, it's a church plant of Community Covenant. Uh, and you know what happens? The kids kind of leave home and they grow up and you, you, you lose touch 
Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, but you know what? Uh, in the past uh, year and a half yep. or so, there, there has really been a family reunion taking place yep. in some really tangible, exciting ways that uh, we are partnering. Could you share a little bit about that? Sure. I think the most visible one of those was the day that uh, one of the church or the school kindergarten teachers, who's a member of your congregation, was asking if um, her principal, if uh, they could do more after-school work because the after-school program at the school is full. And the principal said, why don't you talk to C3? because they're our school business partner, and she talked to you as well. But as she was sitting here explaining this need to me, we're getting texts from another one of our partners, GraceWorks, saying, hey, we've got suddenly a couple of teams over spring break that need something to do. We love you guys. Do you have something? And I'm kind of going, oh, need? Opportunity. So we stepped into that together. But then when they left, we're sitting here going, how do we keep this up? And so we established pretty much an equal partnership between ourselves and Community Covenant. Um, uh, once a week right now on Thursdays and, and during the school year, where we, from 3.30 to 6, provide a safe place, food, friends, and um, just fun um, to, want, to give these play- kids a place to go because a lot of them are latchkey kids. They've got no place to go when school's out until somebody gets home in the evening. Mm-hmm. And so we've done that. You've sent volunteers to work alongside of us, provided food. Uh, we've done the same. And it started off with one kid. We ended the year with over 30. Yeah. So. Um, it's amazing stuff. It is. And, and one of the things I noticed when I was there was that uh, it began with the kids uh, in, the, in the later afternoon. But as the evening progressed, uh, all of a sudden there were parents and caregivers that were there as well. And so uh, down at uh, the, the, uh, the Unity Center, that, the house there, uh, it was filled not only with kids... Uh, but with their uh, adult family members as well. Exactly, and gives us opportunities to pray for them, encourage them. Um, and again, no strings attached. They don't have to come to our church. They're just part of the community God's asked us to love. Mm-hmm. And so we do that the best we can with Jesus' Jesus' power and just see what happens. But Yeah, now... Um, they say that necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> yes. And, and with uh, limited resources, but great opportunity that, that feels right for harvest, uh, I know that you and your team have been thinking uh, outside the box that the box that the box has been in. Yes. And you've been looking for all kinds of ways uh, to reach people, perhaps differently uh, than a lot of churches might. I saw something I'd like you to share about. Uh, I saw it on Facebook, I believe. Right. It was a posting. Uh, it was a driveway church or a, a drive-in church. Or Could you tell us a little bit about what happened there? What yeah, that was a all driveway about? church. A driveway I, church. And j- just before that, I'll say one of the things we do differently is the first Sunday of every month we, we eat together, not after the service, part of the service, Acts 2.42. Jesus said the apostles devoted themselves, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And we do that the first Sunday, and we get a greater attendance. We just dare people, show up to a church where they eat not after the service, during the service. And we make that part of that. But I find nobody refuses a hot dog and a prayer. There you go. You know? So there you go. That's but, right. I'll take prayer with my hot dog. There you go. Right? And, and you've got some of that same experience as yeah, we've talked about. I do. But uh, what we tried here a few weeks ago is, you know, if you drive around our neighborhood at 9 in the morning, it's not happening. 
They're not up. 10.30 is when we start service. They're still not up. I've got so many people who say that they'd love to come to church, but not at 10.30 on Sunday. So we tried an evening service in the driveway out in front of God and everybody just to see what would happen. And so we got about 30, 35 people, about a third of our congregation, a third of our, one of our partners, Grace Works, and a third from the neighborhood, a couple of people who had never come and probably will never come to our Sunday morning service. So we're kind of still laying in front of God. What do we do with this? But, you know, it was a one-point sermon. It's kind of challenging for pastors. What, was, what was that, by the way? One-point sermon, Jesus is the way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, if we want to get from here to Girdwood, how many ways are there? One. You may not like it. If you try to get off the way, you might die. But if you're patient, stay in your lane, you will get there. Right? Amen. And Jesus is that way for us. That's right. That's right. So now as as the summer is kind of winding, okay, I'm going to say it. Ooh, that was a bad word. All right. Don't hold it against me. As fall is approaching, okay, uh, and as you look out to the coming year, school year, uh, what are some of the things that you're looking at? What are some of your hopes and your dreams? And then after that, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question uh, about how we can be involved with you. But just share a little bit about what you're thinking and praying into for the coming year. So uh, we're going to do church in the park next Sunday. When will that happen? Noon. Noon. Yeah, and uh, uh, I'm praying for decent weather. But nonetheless, we'll do it again, just in front of God and everybody and see who comes by. Um, But as we get into the fall, we'll be picking up our uh, after-school ministry again. We'll be partnering with the school on many things that involve chaperoning, food events, special events. It's not a stretch for me at all to say once a week we do something with the school. And that's our mission field. And so we will do that. Um, We've got people who are interested in doing music lessons, Bible studies, art for the kids. And I say, fine, are you willing? And if you are, then we will do it. We have the facility. God's places there. We have the relationship and the facility. And so I'm just praying for laborers and listening and watching what God's going to do. Because almost everything we've done, quite frankly, hasn't been thought of a year and a half ago. It was a need that presented itself and an opportunity that came up. Mm -hmm. So my hope is we've got more and more people from the school, both the staff, the teachers, as well as the kids and their families that we're ministering to, that we're loving on in all the mess that everyone has, and there's plenty of it. Um, But, yeah, just to really be Jesus' hands and feet. Um, to love them as we love ourselves. Okay, now, so, if people are saying, all right, I'm trying to picture this, it's in the Muldoon area, describe what's around it that people might be familiar with, maybe uh, right there on Muldoon Boulevard, kind of so they get an idea of proximity to our community here in Eagle River. Sure, it's pretty much right as you get off the road. Our, our, our ground zero is pretty much along Muldoon up to DeBar on the left side of the road as you're going into town. Mm-hmm. So you'll see all kinds of little strip malls and groceries, you know, sort of things and service places. But the big red church that's there, Muldoon Road Baptist, is almost, if you go four or five blocks yeah, toward the, the mountains, yeah. that's where we're at. And it's just that little pocket community 
but there's safe harbor, which is transitional housing for homeless families. And 20% of the kids at Muldoon Elementary are homeless. Mm. Um, so that's huge. There's the trailer parks there that are largely full of immigrant communities. Um, El Rodeo Restaurant, which has become my peeps. I hang out there. Yeah, there. that's right. I, I went in there and I mentioned your name. They gave me an extra basket of chips. They don't even do that for me. Ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you, you drop Ben's name, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I think there's just a lot of little restaurants and things like that. And I've encouraged my adopt a restaurant. Use the businesses there. Show our support for the community just uh, in Jesus' name. So, yeah, yeah. So that's where kind of we're at. Um, so then here we are, family, right? Um, all kinds of great opportunity, things going on. Uh, Jesus is definitely in the neighborhood yep. and uh, looking for folks to come alongside uh, and join in that, in that work. Uh, here, here all, look, look out and hear it, everybody. All right. You, you once sat there. I did. All right. What would you say to them? Say, hey, I'd like to get involved, but I'm not sure. Or how could you use me? Or whatever. Here's your opportunity. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the kind of phrases I've been playing with, are we a, are we a church that does mission during the week or a mission that does church on Sunday? And honestly, the answer is someplace between both and sort of thing. But what I'll say is I never really had the opportunity, and, and this may be something of interest to you. I think a lot of times when I've thought about going on mission, I conceived that I had to go halfway across the world. It takes a lot of logistics, planning, money, etc., time out of your schedule. Um, and that's great for folks who are able to do that, and God calls. Never in a moment would I say, don't do that. But I'll say that we have far more opportunities for mission than we ever thought right here in Anchorage. Over 50% of the kids in Anchorage are from minorities. Every nation, tribe, and tongue is right here. We do not have to go across the world. And so if you want to do that, you can. The other beautiful thing is we're 15 to 18 minutes down the road. Whether you can spare an hour, an evening, a week, a month, a year, I don't know. But you have an opportunity not just to give to mission, which by all means please do, but you can go see it at work. You can help meet the need. You can be a part of that. And it can be as simple as just being a responsible adult in the area, smiling at kids and helping them to know they're safe, play dodgeball, four square, sit down with a kid who's having some trouble and uh, offer to pray for him. Mm. Hand him a hot dog, some chips. So it comes in all shapes and sizes. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you this, if you put yourself in opportunities way, God will use you. And again, you don't have to go all that far to be on mission. Mm-hmm. You can do it right here. So my hope is that, first of all, you would certainly be our prayer partners and our family but for as many as God might lead you, if all you got is an hour to spare for mission this week or whatever, come along. Yeah. Test it out. See what God does. And, and uh, trust him to lead you. Yeah, you know, I think of our passage this morning mm-hmm. uh, and how the encouragement to, to pray 
right? Pray for workers, you know, pray that the Lord of the harvest uh, would send workers into the field that, I mean, they are ready, they're ripe. I mean, it's just waiting. Mm -hmm. And and I can only imagine as as, uh, the disciples and others were listening, saying, oh, good. Helps on the way, right? Yeah, helps on the way. (laughs) I'm going to be praying, and and God is going to move people to go. And yet what they didn't know is that in the midst of their prayer, God's intention was to transform their hearts. So they were literally praying for themselves because they ended up being the ones going. Exactly. And uh, when we open our hearts up to God, uh, when we pray for the work of God, uh, when we make ourselves available in whatever way uh, that he... Um, might touch us or prompt us to engage, mm-hmm. it is amazing what happens. What happens. And I'm really excited that we uh, are family, that we are in this work together, Amen. Uh, that uh, we are going where Jesus is, uh, and that people are waiting, they are ready. And here's the other thing that's so exciting. You know, we think that we're going to make a difference, and, and we do, but it's amazing the difference that God makes in our own hearts Amen. and lives. And, and so, hey, it, it is a blessing that's going both ways. Um, but if you're interested, if you're curious, maybe you need to pray about it. Well, there's a prayer team in the back. Go back there and pray with them this morning. All right, about it. Uh, there's a table out in the lobby. Uh, Pastor Ben will be there. I believe Marcy's around. Uh, there's information there. Uh, we, Wow. What an opportunity. You've heard me say it before. Um, Be careful what you pray for. Because then the Lord uh, answers those prayers. But when he answers those prayers, it involves our participation. That's right. I, I can remember a few years ago, we were praying for children's ministry in our church. And just saying, Lord, we, you know, we want to reach kids. We, we, we want to be a church where, where kids are, are touched with the gospel, that they grow up to be men and women of God, men and women of strong faith that will be world changers. We began to pray that prayer. And uh, wow, over the years we've watched and, you know, our children's ministry on Sunday, Awana, the return of VBS, uh, it's been amazing, uh, the harvest and the opportunity uh, as a result of that prayer. And I'm so excited because our congregation ha- has stepped up. There are almost as many uh, volunteers for uh, VBS as there were, were kids. Where, where's Christina? Is she here? I saw her back here a second ago. Okay, she, she went out. But, I mean, there, there were, we had a ton of volunteers. Same thing with Awana. Mm-hmm. And you know, with, with both of those, we could have had more kids had we just had a few more volunteers. There you go. And, and so the opportunity is great. And so the opportunity is great, congregation. And uh, I'm asking you to open your heart. 
to the Spirit of God to see how he might be moving you uh, into coming alongside family members and joining in this exciting opportunity, this exciting work. Uh, you know, it's funny, I was thinking about this. Um, we think about how oftentimes our road system churches are invited and they go out to our village churches. Well, I can envision a time when our village churches are sending teams to the road system. Amen. Uh, to be a part of this great work that's happening here. Right. And how important that could be for a lot of reasons, for cultural reasons, just a lot of things. And, and so this is an opportunity. What's going on there in East Muldoon, I believe, uh, could change literally the face of ministry in the Covenant Church in Alaska. Well, let's hope. That's how significant... Yep. I think that could be. Yep. So uh, any last thing you want to say before we, we, we close this segment of the service? In, you know, it's hard to say. So I'll say two things. You know, we have a theme verse up on our Unity Center. It's from John 1.14, the message version. But it's the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Amen. And that's exactly what we feel like we did. We, when we moved into the neighborhood, even though none of us necessarily sleeps there, it's amazing how God inclined our hearts to our neighbors. What I know is that I've always been told, love your neighbors yourself, but I didn't know how. I really didn't know how. I've, I'm learning how. And part of it is just being available, being present there. So I want to thank this church. I want to thank you as pastor and friend. And I want to thank this church because in many ways, you know, you've left marks um, throughout the area. You've had impacts greater than you will ever see. And I want to thank you for the renewed partnership and those who have come alongside already and helped, encouraged, and participated and prayed. And so you are making a difference. Well done, my good and faithful servant, is what we all want to hear. And we're not done yet, but we are laying some really nice groundwork that, that will, it will be what we hear from our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ when we join him one day in heaven. Until then, he's asking us to bring as many as we can with us. We're here to populate the kingdom. And it takes each and every one. He, he left it to us. And as inadequate as you feel, as inadequate as I felt, God can use you if you just open up your hearts wow. and take a step. All I can do is take a step at a time. All you can do is take the first step. Don't worry about where the end game is. Trust the Savior who's going to show you one step at a time. Okay. Hey, congregation, let's, uh, let's pray right now. I'm going to just place my hand upon... Uh, Pastor Ben, and we're going to commit uh, not only this ministry to the Lord, but ourselves uh, as we look for ways to join in. Father, we thank you for the good news. Lord, we thank you that you are at work all around us. You're at work this morning here. You're present with us as we worship and as we share and give testimony uh, to who you are uh, as the one who is the way the truth, and the life. Father, you are across the street from where we live. You're in our neighborhoods. You're in our schools, in our workplace. You're all about us. And Lord, as Pastor Ben reminded us um, this morning as we began worship, uh, the question is, are we going to be there where you are? And Lord, that really gets to the point. Are we open 
Are we open to being the answer to the prayer uh, that you encouraged people to pray for? Lord, in whatever way you might be prompting us this morning at Community Covenant, corporately as a, as a body of believers, individually as individuals, God, I pray that our ears would listen, that our hearts would receive, that we would be willing to respond to the invitation and to the opportunities that are all about us, especially, Father, uh, what's going on in East Muldoon with C3. Father, we thank you for Pastor Ben. We thank you for his family. Uh, what a wonderful reunion this morning. Uh, Lord, we are reminded that we are family. And Lord, many years ago, not too many, uh, we sent and a church was planted. And now, Father, that church that was planted is inviting us to come. Lord, that we might go uh, and be a part of a harvest, a great harvest. Lord, we ask that you continue to give Pastor Ben and his leaders, the members of his congregation, uh, creativity, invention. Uh, Lord, give them um, eyes to, to see the hearts of the community that they serve, uh, that they might respond, Lord, uh, in ways that uh, perhaps are, are different uh, then we would think churches uh, normally respond, but Lord, that is uh, the beauty of what happens when you are in our midst. You call us out and you place us in situations and you give us um, fresh ideas um, and a heart to implement those, to see life change and transformation. So Lord, we thank you we lift Pastor Ben to you. We lift C3 to you. We lift the community to you. And Father, we open our hearts to the invitation that we received this morning to greater involvement and participation in your kingdom work in East Muldoon. So Father, we commit these things to you now. I commit uh, Pastor Ben, uh, my brother in Christ, my friend, my co-laborer, we commit him to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ben. Thank you. Yeah.